Hey, this is Goathead. And this is Amish. And we are Stooges with Stogies. Now, I definitely need to get the hell out of here this winter, though. Florida is just as good a warm place as any. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of my best trips. I remember. Tim lived there at the time, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, my flight was delayed because we had a massive snowstorm. And then I had to stay here. Stay here in Des Moines, and then I got on the plane the next day. So it was just craziness here. I got down there and walked, walked out of the, got out of the plane and got out of the airport, and I'm just, I walked outside and just sat down on the bench, and I probably sat there for 20 minutes just breathing. <laughs> it was so awesome, so relaxing, to be warm. Then I was like, wait, shit, I should probably get a ride. <laughs> no rush, though. Yeah. I'm not freezing my nuts off. Yeah. I could just sit out here the rest of the day. Yeah. In reality, it was a good time. Yeah. Then, then I got on a plane and flew to Detroit. Mm. It was seven degrees in Detroit. Yeah. And we didn't even get a gate. We had to... Walked out of the plane, down the stairs, onto the runway, over and up the stairs, and into the... T- <laughs> and then I had to get to the other side of the damn thing to get my connecting flight. All the while, my asthma is just stabbing me in the lungs. Oh, man. I was, so cold, your asthma acted up. Yeah. Wow. And then... I was worried about your frozen testicles on the tarmac. I, I gotta admit, once you, you start fighting for air... You stop worrying so much about your freezing testicles? I bet. I do believe that. Then I got there and waited for three hours. (laughs) Because they kept delaying. Whatever the time was, my uh, boarding time was five minutes ahead of that. Mm. For the next three hours. It was not fun at all. So I, I finally shitty. I finally broke down like I gotta get something to eat. I'm starving to death. So I, I'm eating my burger and I'm <laughs> sticking my head out into the hallway to watch. Alright, everybody's still there. <laughs> Turns out there was no need to rush. Yeah. Well if you're like me, you're always the last one on the plane anyway. Yeah. So like I always assume if they haven't started boarding, I have at least 10 minutes. Probably closer to a half hour. Yeah. Because somebody's going to throw a fit about something. Yeah, it's going to, and like, yeah, even if you're the last, even if like everyone's already gone down the thing to the plane, they're still putting shit away for the next 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah. Buttoning shit up. I was actually, I did get, like, when I was 21, and I had to fly, uh, and I was probably one of the three people on this plane from Minnesota to Aberdeen, South Dakota, and uh, I had a really long layover, and I kind of forgot, like, oh yeah, I should probably figure out where my gate is long before I actually have to board. Well, by the time 
I figured out where my gate was. It was like so close to being time to go. It was like, oh fuck, I'm not gonna get there in time. And they actually called my name over the loudspeaker. Oh yeah. Yeah. <sighs> it was. I didn't think that airport was even that big, but it was big enough that it took me like 30 minutes to get to my gate. Detroit is special. It's set up in a big H. So you have these two long terminals with the, yeah. And then they connect in the center. You go down underneath the runway and up into the other one. So I had to get from the end. I went in the very end of one tip of the H. Had to go up to the center, over to the other one, and like halfway down. Yeah. And, you know, they have the people mover things down the center, and they have a tram. So I have five minutes to get to my connecting flight, supposedly. Yeah. And I just get there, and the, the tram takes off. Next tram, five minutes. <laughs> well, fuck. <laughs> Uh, it was miserable. Not to mention just the shock. Because, you know, I was in my shirt sleeves. I was going to be in an airport Yeah. You know, the rest of the, the day getting home. And, man, it sucked. Mm. It really sucked. That was the worst. The worst return trip? My worst flight ever was actually out of Detroit into Chicago and then from Chicago to Des Moines. And... I, I was in easily the worst storm I've ever been in between Detroit and Chicago. Worst turbulence I've ever been in. And uh, I had started drinking pretty early that day. It was a morning flight, too. Um, so I was feeling pretty good. Uh, even in that terrible turbulence, I was just like, yeah, if we go down, we go down. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Slam us into something hard. I don't yep, hit, it, fuck it, hit it hard. I don't want to be I don't want to be alive when this shit's done. <laughs> Uh, but then we got into Chicago and they had grounded all these planes because the, of the storms. Yeah. And uh, so I finally I got to board and then we boarded and sat on the plane for three hours oh, on man, the runway. That would suck. It was awful. I've never, yeah, the worst. And of course, by that time, I was sobering up. <laughs> yeah. And they don't want to serve anything because... Oh, they're not going to give you booze while you're sitting there on your on the runway for three hours? They should have been feeding us booze the whole time. <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't have cared. Yeah. That's fine. Let's sit here forever. I, Woo! Yeah. One time, I think when me and Tim flew to New York out of Minneapolis, we sat on the runway for a while, like maybe a half hour or an hour, not, not three and they, I think they did give us free booze. And I've actually since discovered, um, if you if you get delayed like that, and they have, if you order booze, they won't tell you you get free booze. You just do. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right, that'd be awesome. Yeah. My worst experience. They don't advertise that, but if you're in if you're in a delay situation like that, order booze. Yeah. Uh, I. Uh... My, the worst experience on the plane was flying out of uh, California, and I'm, it, it's a fairly small plane anyway. There were just two seats on either side 
I don't I don't know what they are, but I'm sitting there and I I got on the plane and I'm sitting there and the plane is mostly full. Yeah. But my the seat beside me is empty. And I'm like, Yes. Score. And then <laughs> this big black dude gets on the plane. He's so big, he's massive shoulders, he has to turn sideways. Uh to fit in between, you know, the overhead storage. Like, that motherfucker's got to be sitting right beside me. Yeah. I just know it. And he, he walks down and he looks at his ticket and he looks at the thing and he looks at me. Like, this is going to suck. We both had to turn sideways so they get the cart down the aisle. Yeah. It was I mean, just packed. I mean, we're on top of each other. You know, what airline? I have no idea. I didn't pay attention. Dude, the Southwest is the worst. It really sucked. I feel cramped in Southwest, oh. and usually I feel like I'm okay, you know. Uh. I don't take up much space. But yeah, Southwest, I don't know how anybody big gets on a Southwest flight. It's gotta suck bad. Uh, I don't know. I <laughs> Flying is so fast. As opposed to driving. Well, yeah. It's worth it. But, yeah. I just figure, all right, this is, you know, three or four hours is going to suck. We just need more tranquilizers. Yeah. Just get yourself knocked out for the duration. How long is this? Okay. Wake up somewhere (laughs) else. (laughs) I, I don't think I've ever successfully slept on a plane. Oh, I have more than once. But I was also on two 16 hour flights. Uh, that would do it. Yeah, I probably uh, eventually just. When we flew to France, I did not sleep at all on that flight. And that day, the first day in Paris, fucking sucked. <laughs> I'll bet. Those fucking. Uh, I we we were staying in downtown, and I kept hearing. I was trying to. I was trying to sleep, and I. Every time I woke up, it was to one of those fucking sirens. They they they're just like. Wee, wee, wee. <laughs> they were awful. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Perry? Perry. Gay Perry. It's a dirty, dirty city. That's what I heard. First time I ever saw rats, like, just hanging out, Uh, just out, chilling. Yeah. New York's a dirty city, too. I don't like big cities. I'm not a fan. Yeah. Just a country boy. Dude, actually, my favorite part about that trip was uh, southern Germany and northern um, Switzerland. Like that Bavaria area. Beautiful. It was really cool. Really hilly. There's all these cute little houses. They look like they've been there for a thousand years, you know? Yeah. Like, at Christmas time, it would be like like Christmas villages everywhere. In Switzerland? Just fucking... Christmas villages with goats, and it's a... This is fantastic. I'm sure they're all just loaded to the fucking gills. <laughs> well, why wouldn't you be? Yeah, dude. Awesome mountains. That was... Be cool. It's a cool area. I would like to see some of that. Yeah. yeah. And I can't smell anything, so maybe Paris would be nice. Yeah, you probably... Well, I don't remember it being that stinky. New York was stinky, especially when it rained. Taiwan was stinky. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Taiwan smelled like... 
I don't even know. It was like it was like it was like the whole city was a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> yeah, kinda. I, well, I that uh, their food smells are pretty violent. Yeah. Like, did I ever tell you about the the night market food that I got with the, the super hot? And they so I went there one night and. I said I wanted mine to be, like... She had, like, a list of, like, hot, super hot, um, and mild or whatever. I could deal with American hot. I could deal yeah. with American hot. All right? You get into Asian cultures and their <laughs> level of hot. That's a whole other level well, of Well, yeah, hot. and I think this was in English, so it was for the foreigners. And the first night, I think I got, like, a three-star deal. And uh, the next time I... And I, it wasn't hot enough. And the next time I went back, I was like, I want five. She's like, are you sure? <laughs> like yeah, I want two fives. I ate two fives, and dude, I was sweating my I was sweating my fucking brains out. And these two little old ladies that were like busting the tables and cleaning up sort of saw me, saw me suffering, and like started laughing at me and pointing. And I told her, hey, I love it. It's fantastic. <laughs> it was delicious, but it was super. Uh, that was, was one of the funniest reactions. My, my mom made homemade pizza, my grandfather. And they always complained because they could hardly ever get anything hot. Well, mine crushed red peppers. It cooked in it. And <laughs> Grandpa had a couple bites of it. And you can see his face turn red and yeah. sweat started coming out. <laughs> He's like, ooh, this is warm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it would affect me like that now. I've built up quite a tolerance um, in recent years. I, I, that fucking taco vibes did it mostly, I feel like. Uh, like, when I first... The first time I tried that taco vibes sauce, I mean, I, I was having, like, fucking ex- existential crisis. <laughs> I, was, I didn't know what to do. My mouth was on fire. I didn't need it. I needed to do something about it. I wasn't sure what I could... I kept drinking milk. It didn't work. And, like, the last few times I've tried it, it's still bad, but not not near as bad as it was. Yeah. I think I killed my tongue. The guy killed some work, nerve endings. I'm, I'm fairly certain that they have hurt themselves. Because, you know... <laughs> dudes trying to one up each other. Right. I mean, it's classic. But yeah. And it just they the one chip thing, they did all right. those. And you know, like, oh I heard this pepper will just melt your face. Melt your dick like, off. Let's try this. Yeah. So they'd just be in there <laughs> they'd just try and alright, I'm gonna eat a bigger piece than you. I mean, just... <laughs> of the raw peppers, too. Uh, yeah. Just eating raw pepper. Yep. Yeah, I don't I know about that. Just I'm not red, uh, sweating, uh, trying to breathe through it. Like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> no. No, thank you. I like it warm. Yeah. You know, borderline hot. Like, yeah. I can... You don't but want. A limit. I'll I, tell you what. Once you once you experience the the spicy existential crisis followed by uh, the euphoria with the, when the endorphins kick in, you uh, might you might see the, you might see what everyone's excited about. No one talks about that though. 
Like, right. after the suffering is over, it feels great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I guess I've never got there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think in Taiwan, the problem there, uh, I, was, I was like, man... I must have had a nice euphoria after that meal, and then I, know, I was probably drinking enough Taiwanese beer that it did, it, I didn't ex- really get How, the full How's effect. their beer, I guess? I, actually, very good. I, I liked... Uh, they had a lot of craft beer, um, but they had, like, everywhere you went, they had this Taiwan beer. It was like their Bud Light or something, you know, and it was pretty good. I was pretty happy with it. Well. Yeah. Their, uh, their Rot Gut Whiskey... Was awful. Oh yeah. Um, the the lady that worked at my uh, hotel, I asked her if there was any, you know, wine like wines or spirits that were local. That were, because everything I saw was like, you know, uh, Jose Cuervo and like Jameson and shit. And I was like, you, this is all like Western stuff. Do you guys have any of your own? She's like, there's a couple, but they're pretty bad. And so I was like. <laughs> I would like to try one. Challenge accepted. Yeah, for, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And I drank straight shots of it a few times, but it was hard to drink. <laughs> it was like the worst. It was like fucking, you know, five, 10 o'clock vodka. What was the, what was that vodka? Hawkeye vodka yeah, or something, yeah. you know. It was, it was nasty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta admit, I'd rather be sober. <laughs> yep. Fuck. Well, I'd rather be sober than drink any of it now, but... Yeah. It was fun while it lasted. <laughs> well, it lasted quite a while. It did. So. And actually, it wasn't fun. Uh, the day... So, I went to a distillery there. Uh, they have this Kavlin distillery. And uh, just, fuck it, pretty much drank the whole time I was there. Drank whiskey. Had a, I had a dude driving me there, and he drove me back. I was pretty drunk the whole way back. And, like, the whole next day, I just felt wretched. Oh. And, and, like, you know, I paid a lot to be on this trip. I had a bunch of shit I wanted to do that day. Um, one, of the th- one of my favorite things about Taiwan that I experienced while I was there was this tea shop. And the dude who owned the tea shop, who was super fucking cool, told me I should come back that day and meet some people who come there every Sunday. Um, this was on the Sunday. And I was so fucked out. I was so hungover. I was like, I don't want to go do that. I'm really pissed that I didn't do it. Uh, yeah. You should have went there and talked to the wise old man because he knows exactly the proper tea. Dude, for to, a hangover? To solve all your problems. I wouldn't be surprised if that was true. He was super fucking cool. And he just, he was like, he was like that, he was like the wise Chinese guy who like, yeah. This is a missed opportunity. He could have been my Mr. Miyagi. Exactly. I don't think he knew Tai Chi though. I think he would have told me if he did. I don't know. Well, did you tell him that you? Yes. Okay. Yeah, he told me that, so the, the, the people... He wanted me to meet. We're a Tai Chi group that met there every Sunday just to talk. And I was like, oh, that sounds super cool. I'd love to do that. And he was awesome. And I wanted to go back. And yeah, that was like, I was, I was, it was, it came at a good time too, because when I went to that tea shop, 
I was kind of like a little bit like over Taiwan at, at that point. Like I felt like it's just another big city. And yeah, there's some cool stuff, but I, w- I was like not excited about um, a lot of the shit that I had done. And then that, going there started a really good trend. Like that day and the next day I went to this uh, little fucking village out in the middle of nowhere and watched them do this balloon lantern festival thing that was really cool. Um, so there was a lot of good shit there. But it was just another like big... Cleanish, but still fairly dirty city. Yeah. I don't know. That, that's a problem with big cities. Yeah, it's hard to keep them clean. Yeah. It is kind of funny, though. I guess I don't. I don't know how big Edmonton, Canada, is. But Edmonton, yeah. Alberta. Yeah, Canada. It uh, can't be very big. But a couple million, maybe. Yeah, I, I don't know. But that's the cleanest city I've ever been in. Yeah. Ever. There's no trash there. Period. Zero. It was it was shocking to me. Cause even Des Moines, I mean it's trash and shit. But Edmonton there was zero nothing. Oh wow. Uh they have like a million million and a half. It's the sixth largest in Canada. That's not that big, million and a half. What's the more? The more is like half a million? Yeah. Like Probably not even quite half a million. In the city, in Polk County, closer to a million. Um, Taipei, Taiwan, has uh, two, two and a half million. Yeah, but they're little people. Yeah, they are. (laughs) It's a small, I think it's a small, like, it's a lot of people in a really small area, though. Like, they're just... This the city of Taipei is like in this valley, and there's kind of some city around the valley too. But in the valley, it's just fucking just a clusterfuck. Yeah. Yeah. It, the, so around them is called New Taipei, has a population of seven million. Wow. Yeah. It's the 40th most populous urban area in the world. Uh, I don't want to see the first. That's I, the 40th? I don't think I want to see... Alright, maybe the 40th. Yeah. That's fine. It was bad, but holy shit. 40th? I bet a lot of them are in India. I would imagine. Uh, I think. They tend to pack people on top of each other. Yeah. And it, the nice thing about Taipei, too, is they have a really good public transportation system. Oh, yeah? So, yeah, you can get around the whole city on the trains, and they're super reliable, clean, easy to deal with. That is not the case in India. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> 
seen videos of some of that. Like, I, I don't know who's crazier. Because, like, buses and semis and whatever, just yeah. the hell out of my way. <laughs> then you got pedestrians and scooters, endless scooters. <sighs> oh, I love the scooters, though. Oh, yeah. Fucking scooter people. Scooter brother. Uh, yeah, I didn't see, you know, I talked to this guy who said uh, that in Vietnam it's like everyone, a bunch of people, there's no traffic laws. Yeah. Um, so, so at least in Taiwan they have traffic lights. Yeah. Because that's, yeah, in India, I don't think they, I don't know if they have any laws at all. It doesn't look like Yeah, there's there's a few places. I think Colombia in uh, South America is like that, too. But, you know, for the most part, it seems like people figure it out. Uh, But God, when they don't, you know. Well, the the death toll of just a, a bus... Turning. Oh, dude. Could be astronomical. Yeah. 24 people died today when a bus turned left. <laughs> I have no idea how that doesn't happen. All the time. Constantly. I bet it happens quite a bit. Because, like, you know, the entirety of the road is covered in scooters, pedestrians. It's covered in an automobile, covered in vehicle. And just, well, and, that, and that's, there's no middle ground. There's no... There's a truck just overloaded to stupid stupid levels. Yeah. And then scooters. And you scooters. know, just hundreds of scooters, thousands of scooters. And people walking. Scooters on scooters. And scooters on scooters. There's just scooters driving scooters. They got stackable scooters out there. <laughs> Thanks for smoking. And drinking. With Amish. And Goat this has been Stooges with Stokes. You're welcome. You're welcome.